enough to take the napkin off a lap to see what is hidden there. I sighed deeply and stared down at my lap as if I were lost in thought. And then quickly and quietly, I unfolded and read the note the woman had dropped there. Climb out the window in the bathroom and meet me in the alley behind this shop. I will be waiting in the green roadster. You have five minutes. S. Roadster, I knew, was a fancy word for car and I couldn't help but wonder what kind of person would take the time to write roadster when the word car would do. I also couldn't help but wonder what sort of person would sign a secret note, even if they only signed the letter S. A secret note is secret. There is no reason to sign it. Are you okay, son? I need to excuse myself, I said, and stood up. I put the napkin down on the table, but kept the note crumpled up in my hand. Drink your tea, mother, I said. Let him go, dear, said the man in the brown suit. He's almost 13, it's a difficult age. I stood up and walked to the back of the hemlock. Probably one minute had passed already. The woman behind the counter watched me look this way and that. In restaurants, they always make you ask where the bathroom is, even when there's nothing else you could be looking for. I told myself not to be embarrassed. If I were a bathroom, I said to the woman, where would I be? She pointed to a small hallway. I noticed the coin was still in her hand. I stepped quickly down the hallway without looking back. I would not see the hemlock tea room and stationery shop again for years and years. I walked into the bathroom and saw that I was not alone. I could think of only two things to do in a bathroom while waiting to be alone. I did one of them, which was to stand at the sink and splash some cold water in my face. I took the opportunity to wrap the note in a paper towel and then run the thing under the water so it was a wet mess. I threw it away. Probably nobody would look for it. A man came out of the stall and caught my eye in the mirror. Are you all right, he asked me. I must have looked nervous. I had the eggs, I said, and he washed his hands sympathetically and left. I turned off the water and looked at the only window. It was small and square and had a very simple latch. A child could open it, which was good because I was a child. The problem was that it was ten feet above me in a high corner of the bathroom. Even standing on tiptoes, I couldn't reach the point where I'd have to stand if I wanted to reach the point to open the latch. Any age was a difficult age for someone needing to get through that window. I walked into the bathroom stall. Behind the toilet was a large parcel wrapped in brown paper and string, but wrapped loosely as if nobody cared whether you opened it or not. Leaned up against the wall like that, it didn't look interesting. It looked like something the hemlock needed, or a piece of equipment a plumber left behind. It looked like none of your business. I dragged it into the middle of the stall and shut the door behind me as I tore open the paper. I didn't lock it. A man with large shoulders could force open a door like that, even if it were locked. It was a folding ladder. I knew it was there. I'd put it there myself. It was probably one minute to find the note, one to walk to the bathroom, one to wait for the man to leave and two to set up the ladder, unlatch the window, and half jump, half slide out the window into a small puddle in the alley. That's five minutes. I brushed muddy green water off my pants. The roadster was small and green, and it looked like it had once been a race car, but now it had cracks and creaks all along its curved body. The roadster had been neglected. No one had taken care of it, and now it was too late. The woman was frowning behind the steering wheel when I got in. Her hair was now wrestled into place by a small leather helmet. 
The windows were rolled down and the rainy air matched the mood in the car. I'm S. Theodore Markson, she said. I'm Lemony Snicket, I said, and handed her an envelope I had in my pocket. Inside was something we call a letter of introduction, just a few paragraphs describing me as someone who was an excellent reader, a good cook, a mediocre musician, and an awful quarreler. I had been instructed not to read my letter of introduction, and it had taken me some time to slip the envelope open and then reseal it. I know who you are, she said, and tossed the envelope into the back seat. She was staring through the windshield like we were already on the road. There's been a change of plans. We're in a great hurry. The situation is more complicated than you understand or than I am in a position to explain to you under the present circumstances. Under the present circumstances, I repeated. You mean right now? Of course that's what I mean. If we're in a great hurry, why didn't you just say right now?